Su es bueno. Okay. Yes. See. Sí. You one of those going? All right, Kelly Park. Well, uh, this is the first we've really had a chance to talk. Uh, I'm pretty excited for this interview. Yeah. Um, Outside of the uh, Animal Crossing group chat. The Animal Crossing group <laughs> chat. Uh, I have a whole new family I didn't know before. <laughs> um, I've actually been uh, secretly following your artwork, though, for quite a while, um, just because I know you've uh, been working at it, I guess, since high school, I'm guessing. Um, oh, yeah. But, but you've been doing some con stuff here and there. I've seen some of that stuff. And then uh, um, just through various friends, seeing little projects you've worked on. When did you get started with art? What was your your start with all that? Um, I, I didn't really have a start, to be honest. Like, I just, I always liked drawing ever since I was a kid. Like, and my family always, like, encouraged me and, like, made sure I had everything I wanted to draw and which wasn't much, just like pencils and paper. Um, but yeah, I was, ever since I was a little, little kid, I've been like obsessed with animals mostly. And that has never really gone away. Like I, I would just sit, I had these like animal encyclopedias and I would just sit and like draw from them like constantly. And um, yeah, I would just like, you know, draw, fill up a page, flip to the next one. And I would just do that for hours. Like, I wish I could still do that. <laughs> did, uh, as far as school, did you go to an art school then? Or I know there's like first start programs that kind of head that direction. Did you go that route or? Uh, no, I went to a normal, my mom is a teacher, was a teacher in the same school district I went into. So she kept me in there and but I had a really good um, art teacher in elementary school and all of my teachers who I still know a lot of them to this day because my mom works with them um, they were always really good about encouraging me in like you know in elementary school when they would do the art projects um, yeah they I never had really anyone tell me you can't do this or like don't keep doing this you know yeah. <laughs> which was really good I feel fortunate you should be a soccer player. Yeah, <laughs> no, no one was saying that. <laughs> um, so then how did you transcend transition that into like your work or into other hobby, other things after schooling? Um, I, I just kept doing it. Like I, and I remember in high school, I was real, like, that was probably the biggest like development uh, with art for me. Cause I was doing it a lot. Like, I would do it to not do homework <laughs> and things I was supposed to be doing. And anytime I had a lot of responsibilities like homework, I would be the most inspired to draw. And I was also just starting to be on the internet and like I was on DeviantArt and like all these, like seeing all these other things going on that I had never had any exposure to before. And that was really inspiring too and it kind of unlocked like a whole other like realm of like yeah. things I could do and that's when I really started being interested in like illustration and because I was seeing a lot of like uh well internet early 2000s was a right. lot of anime which I never really was that into anime but I was into a lot of artists that were yeah. really into anime yeah, inspired and, a lot of it inspired a lot of amazing artists. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so that definitely had an influence. But um yeah, after high school, I I focused 
through uh, later high school and college, I actually went into the sciences. I mm. wanted to be a marine biologist and that turned into fisheries biology. But I, um, I always held on to art. And later on, I did a science illustration certificate program mm. for a year. And that kind of turned me on to like the professional side of gotcha. doing all this stuff. <laughs> I know a lot of your artwork kind of goes towards the tribal route. What brought that inspiration into it? What? I'm not really sure. I've always really liked, I'm really happy you noticed that because <laughs> I always like found indigenous cultures really fascinating. And I think it is more of a subconscious thing that comes out of my art. Uh, there were times it is more conscious, but I just, I really like, it kind of goes along with the nature stuff. Like I like, cultures that are still really in touch with nature and especially ones that are still around today like uh, Mongolian people or uh, Arctic people like Inuit and Chukchi and even like northern Scandinavian like Sami people and these people who are able to like hold on to their culture I find that really inspiring and all the animals that are in those areas I have a particular affinity to as well so it kind of all ties together makes sense makes sense is it any of it in your personal heritage or i'm not sure but i'm half korean like full right and then my mom's side is the johansons they are norwegian right um i'm not quite sure like what area but i know harold the my great grandpa was from like northern northern norway like way the heck up there like fishing little right. village and i wonder if there might be a little sami in there um but cool. yeah that might be it but my, and then my grand my mom's dad's side he's a mix of like a ton of stuff so who right. knows but, but you don't go towards as much of the korean it almost seems like well yeah yeah, I, I don't know quite as like I know very much the social part of Korean culture because of my family. Right. Huge into J-pop. Yeah, right. yeah, not so much. Um yeah, but I and I don't I know it's beautiful in Korea and that they really appreciate like gardens and that their culture is really old. But outside of that, I don't know a terrible lot of it. My family my grandma moved here when my dad was very young so oh, he doesn't gotcha. really have any of that culture in him gotcha gotcha so as far as your work um you see a lot of uh, uh fish in your posts and uh stuff like that what is what is the, <laughs> what, <laughs> what um just a little brief what do you do for actual everyday living yeah my day job is i'm a spawning ground surveyor for fish and wildlife so i basically go outside and count salmon in the rivers and um that in turn that data goes into predicting how many of the offspring of those salmon will come back for people to fish on in the Puget Sound right and um that will that number will help them set uh uh um, regulations and like how many fish people can catch in that in okay. that subsequent years gotcha gotcha doesn't you're not doing as much of the 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 drawing and stuff like that for your actual job then not a lot but actually during quarantine i was able to because we were supposed to work from home and 
I'm a field worker. I'm like, what am I, I ran out of stuff to do. So I just started emailing a ton of people in the department. Like I will draw anything for you. I just want to use, like, I don't want to just be sitting around yeah. <laughs> reading articles. <laughs> yeah. I think we all hit that point. It's something like I need to do something as well. That's why I started this podcast is because I just, oh, yeah. I needed to do something. That's awesome. And, and, and restaurant work wasn't, you know, a big thing in the middle of the, <laughs> the Rona. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where do you work? Um, I was working as a restaurant manager right down in the uh, convention center area. So with no conventions going on, there's, yeah, there was no need for me. Yeah, man. Uh, Emerald City, almost I felt like almost happened. They canceled it, it like really a week close. before. Yeah. I was super bummed. Me and Ali uh, Espinosa had costumes ready to go, and we were so excited. We were taking our friend Susie and Mariah and Courtney, who had never been before, and then nope. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, it was it was really on the fence too, because it was right around that time everything was shutting down. So yeah. we were like, ah, should we go? And then people were dropping out, and then yeah. we were like. Uh, let's just be really careful and we right, don't even right. have to stay that long we'll stay for like two hours and then yeah and then they put the block on it so uh you've been doing cosplay for quite a few years what what, what was your costume this year it was going to be brea from the dark crystal oh, netflix yeah. series yeah ali wanted to be deet and then i was like oh i want i always i love doing group costumes right, so right. much so i was like i was like oh I'll be Brea and uh yeah it was a lot of fun but I'm, I'm glad I made it and I'll get to wear it someday yeah. but yeah it was a little bit of a bummer because we both worked really hard <laughs> yeah I only saw a couple little shots here and there of it but it, it looked like you definitely had some some time spent onto it <laughs> yeah yeah a lot well I have with my job I have a two-month off season and okay. it's January February so that's usually when I'll work on a costume for comic-con in march that's perfect yeah that actually makes a lot of sense <laughs> the only reason i have time to do it <laughs> yeah i uh i've tend to gone towards pretty simple uh costumes um anything that involves a t-shirt and or me pretty <laughs> much my uh i mean don't get me wrong i make a mean johnny bravo but uh <laughs> that's awesome it doesn't require much more than a t-shirt and a pair of jeans and well and bleaching your hair blonde. Did you do that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. I love it. Uh, um, that's see, you got to be comfortable though. You can't yeah. stay all day if you're not comfortable. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's part of it. Is that uh, um, I went with a friend one time, and they went as a tribble, and so they had oh, a no. huge. <laughs> uh like fur costume that they had to try to you know maneuver around in through oh. the whole day and uh yeah it was it was a bit toasty for them yeah i can imagine goodness gracious so what That's would you cool. say is some of your um lessons you've learned along the way as far as for well actually let's let's rewind that a little bit when we're talking about cons what got you into um putting your stuff out there for other people to see it or um I, I opened an etsy shop like a long time ago just to do like little jewelry and stuff and it was it did okay but then i'm trying to think when i got oh you know what it was i worked for a 
a family friend of ours who did soap and candles and she would, I would help her at um, farmer's markets. And then she would let me put out some of my art on display to sell like little prints and things. And then that really moved me into it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Ballard Art Market and then a few other little things. And yeah, it, it was a really nice way to get into it. And then I tried other little things like there was the Issaquah Art Walk and then a few like my mom's school puts on this little holiday bazaar every uh, year and I did that and they let me do it for free and I actually did really well I was like I made way I made more money than I ever thought I would and I was like okay I think I can take this to the next level and then I did um, Jet City Comic Show right That might have been like four years ago that I first did that. And then from there I did Geek Girl Con as well. And then tried Rose City one year. Um, But yeah, I've been going back to Jet City and Geek Girl every year. And I really like those shows. Yeah, it's it's nice seeing this area. Because I mean, Emerald City is amazing and it's but it's almost gotten too big. (laughs) It's huge. You know, it's (laughs) it's it's obviously no San Diego yet, but it's it's I think last I heard it was on par with New York. As yeah, far I, as size. Oh wow! I heard last I heard, which was like a couple years ago, or it was, was like supposed third. to be. <laughs> oh okay, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they were trying to get there this year. Yeah, I heard it was third. Yeah. Seattle, New York, and then uh, yeah. San Diego. That's crazy. It'll be interesting to see what what happens. Uh, well, next year. Yeah, I know. Well, let's just say two years from now. <laughs> I know. Yeah, hopefully they uh, they do all right. They keep their head above water. <laughs> well, they've been doing a lot of the uh, the online mini shows too. And, oh yeah. But the sad thing is that's all seems to be bigger artists and stuff like that. It doesn't seem like it's geared as much towards you know small stuff uh, i'm not yeah. saying the small stuff by any means but you know you're not on par with let's say funko or you know exactly yeah that's my favorite part of cons is like going to the artist alley yeah. and just getting lost and you'll like see someone drew your favorite character like right. way away yeah. and then you run over there and then you go and like have an awesome conversation with them and yeah. get some stuff and that's the best yeah I, uh, in one of my moves, I lost, I had an amazing print that I just loved that somebody did of a Chewbacca. I have a little bit of a Chewbacca <laughs> thing. I don't know if you knew that or I've, not. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen the collection on Instagram. <laughs> um, I can't find the print anywhere. And oh, it's, man. it's frustrating because I know I wouldn't have just thrown it out. So I know yeah. I have it somewhere, but where has completely dumbfounded <laughs> me at this point. <laughs> oh no so last year i like looked all over to see if i could find the same artist again just to get another copy of it you know or or, you know see if he had something and i couldn't find him and or my print so that's where (laughs) that's where we're at for next year we're we're seeking out a all right you can give me a description and i'll look for you as well (laughs) (laughs) um so i know the the last time didn't you did you share a booth with somebody or did you go for a full uh, booth last year i did i did my own booth but in years past i've shared it with Jaden rosinal oh okay uh, yeah and that was always really fun he was uh trying it out too and yeah. we were both kind of experimenting and it was a lot of fun I, to... I miss having a a partner yeah 
sometimes I'm sitting there alone for like two or three days and that can be like, I mean, I have customers, but like having someone to chat with, like kind of have a continuous conversation right. through the day with, it's right. really nice. Um, yeah. But Ali actually, Ali Espinosa helped me at Geek Girl Con last year and nice. that was a lot of fun. Nice. <laughs> yeah yeah i i mean not much has changed really for me other than not being able to do my few cons a year right. which i miss but it was also nice to have a break yeah yeah it's a lot of uh not nervousness necessarily but it's a lot of work getting ready for a con <laughs> it is and i'm usually i usually don't have any help so it's a lot and a lot of mental not only getting everything right. ready but like the social part of it and then right. Is you know, stuff going to get there on time go if you're wrong. buying yeah. products if you're having products made, I should say. Exactly. What is the average time for pin turnaround as far as for when you're ordering it? Uh, let's see. The last batch I got, I put the design in in August and I just got it like uh, this week. But sometimes they're faster. Uh, right now, obviously, there's a lot of COVID delays because the factories right. will have, you know, minimal staff. Um, but yeah, I'd say anywhere from like a month to four months even. And it also depends on how long your consultation process goes for, gotcha. which for me, sometimes like it, depending on the complexity of the pin, it can be kind of long. How many uh, different colors or what's like the, well, you said you had a $20 pin. What was the difference in that from the $10 one as far as for um, complexity? It has it has a chain on it here. Have it right here. Oh. Here's my, it's a, I actually did a Kickstarter for this one. It's a little oh, nice. dog musher and a dog okay. and there's a chain going between. So it's like two pins. Gotcha, so that's gotcha. why it's 20. And then this is the one I most recently ordered. They're actually not on Etsy yet, but that's Get my. on it. I'm going to have, you know, a flood of people. I know. <laughs> I know. I've been waiting for the rain to stop because I take my picture. I don't have like a photo set up, so I have to take it like outside and like a good lighting. And um, yeah, I've been waiting for it to stop being so cloudy and rainy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you need to. Uh, that's what you need to do is you need to get your brother into photography. So you, <laughs> you always have somebody that can, you know. <laughs> No, yeah, he actually is into photography. Um, he does more like he likes to he does mountain biking. So he likes to do videography of mountain biking. But uh, he's gotten some really good pictures of animals that I've used for my art nice. in the past. So I hope he continues doing that because he is much more technical than I am. So he's able to understand the camera, the DSLR stuff. <laughs> Nice, nice. What uh, what would you say as far as the in, the cost versus in, versus enjoyment for that is for, for you as far as your for artwork doing or, booths or, or booths just even, art in yeah. general? Well, art in general. Oh, okay, um, for art in general, just like the stuff I do for fun, I like I don't really care what I use. Like a lot of stuff I have is hand me downs or like people just give it to me because like they're like I wanted to try this but it didn't work out here I know you do art and that's like my favorite thing because I I don't want to have the pressure of knowing how much something is right. like I inherited some Daniel Smith watercolors from a friend's grandma and I know those are really expensive but I almost don't know want to know how much right, they are right. because it will like intimidate me out of using them so I uh 
I prefer almost to use like cheaper materials. Yeah. Anyway, yeah I that was kind of a tangent, but low cost, high reward for me, yeah. definitely. I don't think I've paid for a brush in quite a while. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> people great. just randomly give me handfuls of brushes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's the best that that crab can I have. That my uncle just gave that to me. He was like, here, my friend was selling this at a garage sale. He told me to give it to you. <laughs> and it was awesome. Can't beat free. That's no, the... <laughs> just let other people advertise for you that you're an artist. And well, you'll... that's, that's what I'm trying to do right now as we speak. Perfect. All, all 73 of us, you know, we're, we're going to be, uh, so you said you had an art, an Etsy store for a while. Are you still keeping up with that or? Yeah. Yeah. It's actually like, it's still going strong. I, uh, I've been slowly switching over to like merchandise. Um, I still have a lot of art prints on there, but I try to only do art prints of like my nicer pieces, which gotcha. are, I ha didn't really make a lot of this year, but I have been focusing on doing pins and some apparel. And that's yeah, the pin market is an interesting. Uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's a good price point too. I mean, mm -hmm. $10 is, you know, I, I don't know what you sell yours for. You could be maybe $20, yeah. we'll say. $10, I have one yeah. $20 pen, but it's yeah. fancy. <laughs> but $10 is like, a, yeah, I can justify that. You know, like I can grab two or three of those like mentality. Whereas, for sure. you know, you see some of these glacier prints or glacier or whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it, you know, and they're like, oh, that's $300. I have to, I have to think about that and put that somewhere that, you know, it, it matters. Yeah, that's something like you have to think about for a while, not just like passing by at a con. And, right, exactly. You know, no matter how good it is or how <laughs> amazing it is. Yeah. <laughs> have you uh, ever had somebody like make a um, make an image for you? You know, you can like go through artists and like, hey, this is my favorite character. Could you draw them for me? Yeah, I've. Um, did I? I don't know if I've ever done it in person, but I've like. Uh, commissioned commissioned people. yeah <laughs> i've done a couple i've had people do a commissions for me at cons i usually just have them draw my dogs and it's usually artists that i've already been following and i'll be like oh i love your stuff or i'll contact some artists have you contact them before the con starts like if yeah. you follow them on social media i've done that before because yeah my dogs are always are pretty much always my <laughs> who i have them draw <laughs> Well, I mean, they're pretty much the stars of your Instagram feed, too. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Are those, have you had both those dogs for quite a while, or? Um, Chell, the older one, is 14, and I've had her since I was 12. Oh, okay. So, long time. And then her brother passed away a couple years ago, and then, so I had them both for a long time. And then the puppy, Canute, is one and a half years old. Okay. I just got him. Nice. Uh, more recently <laughs> are they able to go to work with you or i it would ha if i have an office day yes or oh, okay. pre-covid they would sit under my desk um if i'm on certain days like there are days where i do a creel where i go and interview fishermen on the oh, river gotcha. i just drive around all day <laughs> and um they come with me sometimes for that because they just sit in the car right, but, right. Uh, i want to take new one of these days because the farm I got him from is actually one of the starting points for one of my surveys. That's nice. how I met those people and found out they were having puppies. And uh, I want to take him to that place and then they can see how he's doing. And then I'm going to take him on the, 
on the survey with me and see how he does. He hates swimming, but he will do it if he has to. So I think it'll be good for him. <laughs> well, you're not. I mean, I guess, well, you're hip deep, I guess, here and there, but you're not like, you know, in super yeah, deep Yeah, yeah. He, he'll have to cross the river, but for right. the most part, he can walk on the shore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as, look, seems like a lot of your newer stuff has gotten more into the fantasy almost uh elvish you know i would say in a way um is that something that was inspired by anything in particular or just needed some mm. new inspiration big inspiration was the new dark crystal series on netflix yeah. i'm glad you noticed that by the way <laughs> i like i i feel like that stuff doesn't do as well as like because um, obviously it's like more personal than right. like than my animal drawings and things but I don't really care anymore. There was a time where I cared about numbers on Instagram related to my business, but I've been at like a thousand to 2000 for a while. And most of those are people I know, right. Or, you know, people I've met at cons and things like, like that, which is really good because my, like, uh, like my, my user retention is really high. Cause it's, you know, people are, you know, I have a really high, like commenting and liking right. ratio, which is good. Anyway. But, uh, <laughs> Well, no, but it, it says it says that they're in it for you, not just because they happen across and like everything that they ever go across. For sure, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, it means but something. yeah, the fantasy stuff. I uh, yeah, definitely inspired. Like I've watched the Dark Crystal, the new. I I love the Dark Crystal, the Original. old movie, and right. like I I've. I really got into fantasy when my dad introduced me to Lord of the Rings when I was in like high school and I just kind of slowly have been the like traditional Korean series <laughs> of Lord of the Rings. The, uh, that's a coming of age ceremony in Korea, <laughs> right, actually. Right. Yeah. They're really into Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I, I just, I love the escape and part escapism of it and like, but and so yeah the new dark crystal series just like the visuals and everything like that's exactly the kind of thing that i love is like just the right flavor of like whimsical and weird and yeah. imagination and like all these cool things coming together and that's what that's something that i've kind of been playing with with my art that's awesome yeah no it uh I was a huge Jim Henson person, so uh, <laughs> fan. Yeah, I guess fan's a better word. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you were a puppet. <laughs> I was a puppet. Um, <laughs> uh, so my whole life has been, you know, involved with his his creations and his stories, and so Dark Crystal is obviously, as far as growing up, up there with you know, almost with Star Wars. Um, it's funny. There's a little bit of a labyrinth slash dark, dark crystal, like not beef, but there's like, there's people are on this one side or the other side, as far as what is, you know, what was the cooler of the two movies? Yeah, that's for sure. Um, and I think, I mean, obviously, you know, one does have a famous rock star in it. The other one just has moguls, but, I, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I think, uh, I, I've always been more on the dark crystal side. You were you chose correctly. <laughs> I still I love Labyrinth, but it's I don't know. Dark Crystal is more yeah. unique, I think. Well, and I think that's um, even now I've noticed with a lot of people is a lot of people 
when they quote unquote get out of, you know, childhood and like, oh, I don't watch cartoon stuff anymore and stuff like that. I think that the dark the the dark crystal is always kind of stuck with the cartoon aspect of things like mentally and it seems like uh labyrinth is like well you know that's real people so this is you know <laughs> there are two humans and a baby in this one so it's that's in a right. completely exactly. different category exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, that's a good point yeah, i don't know it's i've i've always kind of just stuck on the cartoon side of things <laughs> same 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 <laughs> What uh? What other influences other than Dark Crystal did you have as far as art-wise growing up? Did you have anyone in, other than your, your teachers or anybody else in your family artistic? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, my, for sure, my grandma, um, so my mom's mom, my Norwegian grandma, mm-hmm. um, she was a huge influence like I used to she used to watch me a lot and she would have me just do art projects all the time oh, nice. and like she she was really into sumi painting oh, so okay. she had me do i actually have one that i pulled out earlier i don't know what this is but i did it in sumi <laughs> ink. Nice. it's like a i don't i have no clue it could be upside down yeah <laughs> <laughs> it might be a jellyfish i don't know or maybe it's a smile but yeah <laughs> it works. she always had me doing projects like that and nice like really encouraged me to keep drawing and yeah it was uh I I don't know if I would be as into it if it wasn't for her and then uh yeah other than that just like books like illustrations really were influential like um I loved Bill Pete I had a lot of Bill Pete books um his pencil work is like just so I loved that like sketchy style gotcha and um some of I never like had any Rudyard Kipling books, but I had this dog encyclopedia and had a chapter on like Rudyard Kipling's dog drawings. Hmm. And they it was kind of the same kind of sketchy style. Right, right. And that was really influential to me early on. Um, yeah, and just a lot of picture books in general, because my mom is an elementary school teacher, so we never had a shortage of those. And she would kind of like be like, okay, these are the good ones. You're going to read these. Don't don't read Captain Underpants and all those other ones. <laughs> You're not going to get much artistically out of Captain Ar- Underpants, that's true. <laughs> no, it did help my sense of humor, though. That's well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> is your Is anyone else in your direct family like i know i i've met your brother like i think one time randomly but is he artistic as well or um he i i would say he is but he doesn't nurture it uh he he will once in a blue moon like strike up inspiration and just like draw something and it's always really cool like his he has a good eye but he's also really really a perfectionist when it comes to that stuff so he will I'll, he'll be happy with it, but not enough to keep him going. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, he he's been doing some music stuff and things like that. So he still has creative outlets, but I kind of wish he would draw a little more. <laughs> so what is your favorite material to use? Um, I don't know. I, I it switch. It's, you know, kind of shifts a little bit, but watercolor is been my my go-to for a long time um watercolor and gouache but i kind of use gouache like watercolor so i kind of put them in the same category um 
but recently I've been doing like these acrylic paintings, like really direct painting, wet on wet, like just right. trying to be really loose because with watercolor, you have to be so, well, like the way I will do it for my bigger paintings, you have to be really precise and like, uh, you know, which is fun, but it gets... It gets a little old sometimes. Yeah. So, so I would say right now, I if I were to pick up anything right now, it would be acrylic. But I'm also just kind of experimenting with it. Ever do any like mixed media or? Yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I I used to. I had a friend in high school that did collages, and I did that for a while with her. Um, but I, some scrapbooking yeah. no i'm just <laughs> yeah okay it was scrapbooking <laughs> so we would like cut out like weird stuff out of magazines and like paste them together but yeah i i want to like i've been looking at some different artists and like i've been getting into fiber art actually oh, recently nice. like i've been doing knitting i think it'd be cool to figure out a way to kind of combine that with some two-dimensional illustration kind of stuff I don't know how, but yeah, no, I, uh, I, uh, been kind of looking, not getting, not buying anything yet for it because I know it's another project on the list, but felting like, you know, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's the crazy. Bandwagon. I know a lot of people are already doing it, but, uh, <laughs> I, I have some that I got a long time ago when during a different, during a, a previous, a historical wave of hype of, uh, needle felting. And uh, I, I took my dogs, I brushed my dogs, and I got their fur, and I made hey, You have an unlimited dogs. source. <laughs> I, I made sure they were clean. It was after their bath, and I brushed them out, and I got their undercoat, and I needle felted a little head of my dog, Kenny. Aww. And I think I have it somewhere. I don't know where it is, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I have a Chewbacca that somebody felted. Oh, that's and awesome. Then, um, that's perfect for felting. It is. <laughs> And then I've been seeing online a lot of people like doing like super realistic cats. Oh yeah, I've seen and, and it's just like, like that. I mean, <laughs> a, even drawing to that detail is amazing, but then actual like felting with the fur and stuff like that is a whole nother oh level. Goodness. And like <laughs> making it look so smooth, like they make it yeah. look easy, but when you try it, like you get one stray hair in there and it looks <laughs> all fuzzy and like your details are all messed up and yeah, it's it's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> All right, we'll 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 throw that on the back burner then. We won't we won't worry about felting anytime soon. <laughs> what upcoming projects do you have? Um, I wrote that down. <laughs> um, I have a lot of things I always want to do, and it's very it can be very overwhelming to myself, and I torture myself, but it's also exciting, and it's like it gives me a lot of drive. But it's 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 a constant like battle between like, I have all these ideas, but like, I need to focus on one, but I can't decide which one, but okay. I'll decide. Okay. I'll focus on this one. Ah, I don't know, but there's these other ones. I have the same problem when I pick a movie on Netflix to watch. I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch this movie. I'm not going to think about anything else. And then halfway through the movie, I'm like, oh, I should have started this other movie that I wanted to watch. And it's so bad. It's, I, I do that like quite a bit with uh, anime series. I'll like, oh, yeah. like two episodes <laughs> in and then the next day, like 
go to a completely different something else somewhere else and that's even more of a commitment that's like okay i'm in this for a long time (laughs) well sadly a lot of them now don't go too much further than 12 episodes so you can really it's like british tv almost you can okay you can pretty much if you're really bored one day watch a whole season of something okay that's not so bad no (laughs) you kind of wish some stuff would would continue on but uh it's like anything. the The money for some of that stuff just isn't there. Oh yeah. Huh. It'll be interesting to see what, as far as movies and everything, happens with this next year. As far as what stuff has been able to still do production and more uh, animated films. Yeah, hopefully. I hope so. I, yeah. I think. I mean, I I didn't hear it from an official source, but um, a friend said that they had heard that people are more, there are going to be more animated films and uh in the coming years because of yeah. quarantine because you awesome. know you can do everything from home pretty right. much you don't need actors it's true voice well, actors yeah you need voice actors <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they can work from home too yeah yeah hopefully there's not like a whole another slew of uh remade disney movies not that those were all terrible but they just haven't been anywhere near up to par from the originals <laughs> yeah i liked the jungle book remake yeah. because they made it super different but right the musicals and christopher uh, walken come sh- on is king Louis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they need to stop making them musicals yeah too like the music the aladdin songs were oh, so sad i yeah i don't know they were <laughs> i don't know whether they just couldn't Maybe the actors couldn't pull off the original songs. I don't know. Or they didn't have licensing. Well, they had to have licensing for them because they're from the same company. Yeah, but, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think they must have been like, okay, we're going to do it different. Right. But at the same time, like not having the characters be animated and not having it like not taking it over the top, you know, because right. like when they do the songs on Broadway, like Broadway, you're supposed to be over the top, like overacting crazy. Yeah. And like, that's the same with cartoons, but then you do it uh live action and they're supposed to be kind of like oh we're taking this a little seriously i no, think that don't. kills Make it, it. A cartoon. yeah exactly <laughs> that's funny um yeah it's it'll be interesting to see where where it goes because i mean as far as there's i don't know how big you were into the, like the marvel movies and stuff all those are kind of you know on pseudo hold star wars who knows what's going on with star wars oh, in the yeah. next couple of years at least we got our second season of mandalorian before yeah. it happened <laughs> yeah i was uh i was i was pretty geeked for that waiting for that i'm 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 i appreciate the baby yoda but i'm kind of done with the baby yoda also <laughs> yeah it's been memed to death yeah poor yeah. guy it's funny too being a star wars fan everybody sends me anything that's somewhat star wars related <laughs> So I get all these like stuff sent to me on top of, I already have most of the stuff in my feeds anyways. So I'm already getting it. So I'm getting like six versions of every single, Oh, look at baby Yoda. You should love this, Jeremy. (laughs) Oh no, (laughs) you're stuck forever. Yeah. Well, it was all animal crossing for a while, but you know, we're, we're kind of moved on. Have your villagers even seen your face in the last uh, month? Oh, I played yesterday. I play oh, okay. at the beginning of every month to get my new fish and bugs oh. and see oh, what's you're a going fish and on. Bug person. Yeah, well, I want to get a hundred percent fish, but yeah. I, 
I, I've stopped being the obsessive, like stand with me no at the end of the, yeah, <laughs> yeah I was literally just thinking of, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. And the, the whole art scene is just, you know, ridiculous in Animal Crossing. Oh, I know. <laughs> trying to get the artwork. I don't, yeah, I I like, I have like three and I'm like, I'm never going to get the rest of them. It's yeah. been like three months. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this has been fun. Uh, it's It'll be interesting to see what we can actually do this next year as far as between cons or conventions or even, I don't know, meeting up and hanging out stuff because we do have some mutual friends. So that'd be kind of a cool thing eventually, I guess, we'll be able to do. Yeah, <laughs> I know. One day. <laughs> we might be in plastic bubbles, but... You know, that's uh, maybe that is like the next thing. Like maybe we'll just start selling plastic like uh, HVAC suits, you know, that you can just kind of <laughs> walk around and just uh, it'll be good for the winter. You're fine. I mean, we're already used to masks. That's just yeah. the next progression. <laughs> well, you will just have to do a lot of like uh, underwater diver costumes for the next con because everybody <laughs> will have that same. Uh... <laughs> right. Or like the well, you're everybody a fairy being... diver. <laughs> Or like everybody be Mandalorians or there you go. You got a mask built in. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever or, or other other large Wookiees we could we could actually buy oh, that. Yeah. I could buy that three hundred dollar Wookiee costume I've been looking at uh, every oh. single year. They've they've come down in price, and the sad thing is I don't know how they are height wise because. Um. I have a, um, not only, I was, so I'm 6'6", six, six, but I also have a large torso. So lots of things don't fit me properly that region. <laughs> so, you know, I have my belly showing on a Wookiee. That's not, that's no good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can get them to send you a little extra fur and get there it tailored. I can, I can sew it in. Next stimulus check. <laughs> well, then a lot of those costumes are built for, uh, the countries they're built in oh, so yeah. <laughs> uh, like japan or right exactly China. so depend, depending on where they come <laughs> from uh sizing is not uh necessarily um aryan poster child uh german <laughs> german dutch british sizing yeah yeah i don't think there's a lot of people over six foot in those countries no. I was surprised, though, actually, um, both Korea and China, how many taller people there were. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not so much Japan. <laughs> Japan is still, I mean, they're, you know, it's, but but both Japan or China and Korea both had quite a few tall people. Huh. When did you go there? Um, well, last year I went to Philippines and Japan and China, actually. Actually, last year was a trifecta. Nice. Um, I was I was there in the Philippines for a uh, for a convention. And then uh, afterward, or afterwards, I went to China and lost my passport and was stuck there for an extra week and a half. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's like, yeah, that's the last <laughs> thing you want to happen. But the nice thing is I was in a city. I was in Shanghai and I went to Disney and oh uh, <laughs> which is what you do when you're stuck without a passport. Yeah. <laughs> but it also was an actual city. So I didn't have to worry about, you know being able to get anywhere and i had my cell phone still no oh, yeah so I could, okay i could get through you know something but it did take so, a little time <laughs> yeah you had to go to like american embassy and like yeah. get that all sorted out oh man yeah <laughs> a lot of where you expect things would be in the same building we're in six other buildings oh, so man. you'd be <laughs> 
Oh, man. I thought it was bad here. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll be following, you know, what I can of what you can do, because obviously you're limited the whole the same way the whole rest of the world is right now. <laughs> That's really, I mean, we've gone all over the place. No. Okay. <laughs> That's how my podcasts usually go. Nice. <laughs> I'm a guest. <laughs> Craziness. Well, well, this has been fun, and uh, you know, we'll we'll, we'll uh, hang out some more sometime. Yes. Uh, thanks for watching Test Club. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This has been really fun. 